turn on your out of office, close the door, and read a group benefits booklet and contract from cover to cover. You have to do this. My name is Yafa Sakeja from Beneplan, and today I want to talk about why it's so important for brokers and customers to read their contracts and actually understand what it means. If you do this, you become more knowledgeable than 90% of the people in the industry, maybe 95%. My first week in the industry, my mentor sat me down and said, don't do any work until you've finished reading this booklet, highlight it, bring it to me, and we'll sit down at the end of the day at 4 p.m. and ask me questions. And that first week, every single sentence was highlighted because I didn't understand any of it. It all sounded like it was a different language. There were acronyms, there were short forms, there was jargon, and it took me five tries. That's five different times when I read the booklet from cover to cover and then sat down with my mentor and asked them questions to really understand certain things. And, you know, it's really important not to be embarrassed if you don't know something. It took me many, many, many times to understand what does own occupation mean. It took me multiple tries to understand what an all source maximum means. So I want to give you some very tiny examples in this episode of, you know, some of the really key details in the contract and how it's going to absolutely phenomenally change the relationship that you have with yourself in terms of your confidence, but also with your customers. And if you're a group benefits sponsor or employer listening to this, then these are going to take you to an absolutely, you know, astronomical level in your workplace to really understanding the risk. Now, I know a lot of people say, wow, it's so boring. Like I'd rather, you know, fall asleep. That's true. But that's why, you know, it makes you so much more powerful. If you, you know, change toppings really quickly. If you listen to Mark Cuban, when he talks about his early days and the first business he started when he was in his early twenties, living in a house with, you know, five or six other guys eating pizza, sleeping on the floor, he started his computer business because all he did was take a computer manual. Do you remember those big, thick manuals you would get? Like, I mean, I remember them, but. So he just sat there and read it cover to cover. And then he charged people by the hour to go over and fix their computers. And, you know, he said he made a business out of it because all he did was read the manual and explain it to people. So I can't stress how important this is. Um, You know, let me give you a couple small examples of why this might be important. So my good friend, Gavin Mosley, actually is a really, really brilliant benefits broker in Ontario, Canada. Um, He's in Ottawa, actually. Um, He used to be a wholesaler at one of the big insurance companies, and he's a master of understanding the contracts. So actually, yesterday was Bell Let's Talk Day here in um, Canada. And so we were talking about mental health. And so Gavin is a new parent like me. And he told us the story on our Slack channel of a person. There was a woman that was covered under one of his group benefit plans. So he's an agent. He's a broker. And this plan had dependent life insurance. So this woman was pregnant with twins, gave birth prematurely at 26 weeks, and then tragically, the babies died at day two for complications. Uh, I'm a mom. I have a 15-month-old son. This is terrifying to me. It's anybody's, any parent's worst nightmare to think about the absolute hell of going through something like that. So he was telling us on our um CGIB or Canadian Group Insurance Broker Slack channel, it's an association we're part of, that, you know, thank goodness that both parents, the 
spouse as well had group benefits coverage, but they had dependent life insurance from each of their employers. And so there was about $40,000 coming to them soon that will really help them take time off work, deal with the expenses. I mean, they're still and like they had to have a funeral for the babies and the funeral cost $4,000. Like who wants to think about that? And also nobody wants to read a contract. Like no one wants to tell that employee, well, check your group benefits booklet. Maybe you've got coverage. Like, no. <laughs> so thankfully Gavin actually brought this to light and they were grateful because Gavin had already pre-read the contract. But then he paused and he said, you know, I had to double check the contract because there are some dependent life insurance contracts that say that dependent life insurance is covered only from the 14th day after birth. And I've seen this before. I've seen that chilling sentence and contract saying no coverage for prenatal benefit, which basically means, sorry, we're not going to cover you. That is just the biggest dagger to your heart if you're a parent that has gone through that. And not only that, it just puts a really dark black tar over our industry, over the broker, over the employer, because of course the employees don't know whose job it was or you know who's writing the contract. They're just going to say, can you believe the benefit plan declined her or him? So Gavin is... Great, because every time he wins an agent of record or an AOR and gets a new customer, he checks their contract for that sentence. And if it's there, he gets the insurer to change it so that it covers either from birth or from the prenatal benefit. Basically, whatever is the earliest date. Um, at Beneplan, one of our biggest partners is cooperators, and they will cover it from the 20 weeks of the gestational age. So, you know, obviously the, the earlier is better, <clears throat> but that's something that, you know, it's really a negligible immaterial change to premiums, but that is going to transform that experience in those parents' lives because someone was there for them. So I'm clearly very passionate about that story. That's a you know recent thing that came to light. And now it's my mandate to look at all of our contracts and just make sure all of our insurer partners are using that same language because it can get lost if you have a block of business. So that's one example, dependent life insurance. Um, you know, there, long-term disability is another big one. There's so many different nuances to the contracts with long-term disability here in Canada. Here's an example. You know, if you really read it, it it's, it's wage loss insurance due to disability. It's not insurance because you are disabled. It's insurance because you're disabled and you've lost your wages. So let's unpack this for a second. There are many people living with disabilities all around us and they work. So the purpose of purchasing long-term disability is when you've lost your ability to earn income because of a disability. Most people don't know that and they don't understand the difference. And so I think a lot of people might get very upset if they're purchasing long-term disability insurance and don't understand that. We have seen that happen, and especially it happens with business owners, because, of course, with Murphy's Law, if you're in the group benefits business, what the worst thing that can happen will go wrong. Whatever can go wrong will go wrong. It's Murphy's Law. So we have seen real cases where the owner of a company has been paying the bill and sponsoring the plan on behalf of their employees for several years. Don't even ask their employees for a cost share. And then that person was diagnosed with a brain tumor. They submitted a claim for long-term disability. 
a letter came from the insurance company. And that letter said, we appreciate and understand that you are disabled. We agree that you have this condition. You're you're approved for long-term disability and your monthly benefit is zero dollars. 0.00 with the dollar sign. What an insulting punch to the gut. And so that business owner obviously was livid at the broker. They said, how, what kind of racket is this where I'm paying money for years? And of course the, the owner doesn't think about their own individual LTD. They're thinking about like the bottom line premiums that I've been sending you people for several years is X. And you're telling me that I've got a brain tumor and you're going to decline my claim. What does that mean? So to back up, that's why it's so important to educate owners that, hey, a group benefits contract for long-term disability insurance is designed for the employee-employer relationship. It is not designed for business owners because most business owners don't lose their wages when they become disabled. Now, it depends on the business. It depends on the nature. But you know, in that situation, that owner didn't call up payroll and say, hey, Mary, you know, Mary works for him. Do you want to take me off payroll because I've got a brain tumor? Are you out of your mind? No, they don't call up their accountant and say, you know what? I'm not going to take dividends this year or I'm not going to take a bonus. No, they don't. So that's why it's so important to read the contract, identify that that phrase exists and then sit your client down if they're the owner or if they're anyone in the organization who's likely to not have their wages stop or any type of income stop when they have a sickness or an illness or an accident and say it's possible that this contract is not meant for you and you need to purchase a different contract an individual contract you know I really like the RBC insurance professional series 3a 4a depending on the occupation because that's really designed, like that's the gold standard contract. Now, I mean, it's going to be three to even five times more expensive than a group benefits contract. And it's possible you're going to have to go through a medical if you're doing it with a small population. But, you know, encouraging your employer to see the difference in the contract wording and how it's going to prevent not only anger down the road, but a lawsuit and maybe somebody suing you because you didn't notify them. LTD also has something called an 85% all source maximum, meaning that if you're earning income from many different sources, direct or indirect, um, you know, the insurance contract will say, well, we're going to actually make sure that what you receive from us means that your total income is not more than 85% of your pre-disability gross salary. So what does that mean? I mean, it really means, again, if you think about an owner or even if you think about an employee, I mean, anybody who's receiving income from the insurance company, but also has a different source of income coming in from somewhere else. For example, maybe an employee got into a car accident and they're getting, um, you know, income replacement coverage from their car insurance company. Well, that's a direct offset. That's going to be subtracted from the group insurance carrier's benefit calculation. If an owner is receiving income from another source, that's going to be subtracted too. And why do they do things like this? Well, the reason is because if people figured out that there was a way that they could actually make more than 100% of their income while disabled, there would be no incentive to go back to work. And then there would be a clear financial incentive to manufacture a disability claim. Now, that's that, of course, the majority of people are not fraudulent. But you'd be surprised at the huge amount of financial incentives. And I mean, humans are humans. It doesn't take much 
I mean, listen, if someone came up to me and said, Hey, Yafa, you could earn a hundred percent of your income by doing nothing and staying at home. <laughs> you know, it's a completely different story. I mean, you, some people still choose to work, but people think of the insurance company as the big, bad, evil insurer. They're, they've made of money. Who cares? But again, like just like the anti-selection episode, if everybody's behaving this way, then it's going to turn it into a pyramid scheme, make it a run on the bank, and then everybody's going to lose this ability to, you know, cover your yourself. So, you know, the 85% all source max is a really important clause to understand and to then also explain to your client and then find out if there's any of a situation that they might be in. Um, you know, we talked about in an earlier episode how the life age reduction of 50% at age 65 or 70 actually won a broker at the agent of record because they just pointed out that sentence to the owner. The owner was close to uh, 65 and they said, wow, I had no idea my life insurance would end or cut in half actually and then end at age 70. So, you know, even that it seems simple, but it's something that is important to understand. Um, you know, there's also the two-year own occupation clause with long-term disability. So what does that mean? It effectively means that if you've got a, you know, a standard group benefits contract in Canada is going to say you're covered to age 65, but there's a two-year own oc or own occupation clause, meaning that the definition of disability changes at two years. So in order to meet the definition of disability and be eligible to submit or receive payments for the claim, in the first two years from the date of disability, so if the date of disability was January 1, we're looking at two years from that, from the first two years, um, it's called a own occupation definition. So that means if you are disabled from your own occupation, so if your new accident, sickness, or illness causes you to not be able to work in your own occupation, then you're eligible for long-term disability or for long-term disability review at minimum. After two years, it becomes an any occupation disability definition, meaning that after two years, if you're disabled from any and all occupations that exist, then we'll continue to pay you until age 65. But if you don't meet that definition of disability, you're going to cease receiving long-term disability payments at the two-year mark. And so this is written in stone in the majority of insurance contracts. And so it's important to sit your client down and explain to them, you know, especially again, to the owner of the executive suite, like this means if you were the CTO of the company and you're not able to, if you get MS, like, you know, I've actually seen a CTO with MS get disabled, not able to work. They can't be a CTO for the first two years because the CTO is like checking logs and up all night and, you know, working in the middle of the night, maybe talking to their contractors in another country. And, you know, that's like a full-time hundred hour a week position, hypothetically. After two years, they might have said to the guy, well, yeah, we know you've got MS, but we know that you've got a few hours in you a day. I mean, I know this sounds crazy, but I've seen it happen. Um, you know, is there any other occupation that you're able to do? And so that person, if they're able to be rehabilitated to work a few hours a day on a technology help desk, well, that's what's going to happen. I mean, that's an extreme example. I think most insurers, while that's written in the contract, they're not going to behave that way to that full extreme. They might. But some of them might actually say, well, we're not going to force you to earn less than 60% of your pre-disability earnings. So if you're the CTO, we're not going to make you wash dishes because that's a far cry from what you used to do. But, you know, if you're a marketing manager and you can go back as a marketing coordinator, guess what? You're going to be going back. And so guess who's going to be the person to explain this to the client and maybe to the employee? It's usually the benefits broker or advisor. So, you know, I can't get into every single 
contract feature here, I just really urge you to make this a priority. Sit down, make it even once a year, close the door, set your out of office and just read. You know, print it off if you have to. Of course, for the environment, we don't like to print, but if that's how you study, print it off, highlight it with a highlighter, get a red pen and just absolutely study it like your life depends on it. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Our social handles are at Beneplan, that's B-E-N-E-P-L-A-N, and you can reach out to us for any questions or any episode requests. Thanks for listening.